Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on November the 15th, 2022. I'm your host, gaming psychologist, and with me, as always, showing me new, interesting things on the internet. Burning them into your mind where you can never forget them, caffeine rage. On today's show, we will, of course, discuss the games that we've played. Batman voice actor Kevin Conroy has died age 66. Diablo Immortal Gym Update leaves players demanding refunds. And then we have a couple of Community Corner topics. Vampire the Masquerade Swansong publisher says Box's PS5 upgrade listing was, quote, a mistake. Oh boy, right? And more users encounter melting issues with NVIDIA's RTX 4090. Uh, Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Hello, Rage. Hello. It's good to be back. Good to be back uh, from out of space. I think, right? <laughs> yep. You were sick. And then last week I had to do dad stuff. My kid had a major meltdown. Yeah, the funny thing is I got the flu like three or four days after getting my flu shot. And technically I could have recorded Tuesday, but I was just spent. I was spent. I was coughing uh, my head off still. I was not in a good place. I mean, on our date night on Sundays... I was running a temperature of like 101, 102. Adida was about to start to drag my ass to the hospital if it ticked up another degree. Yeah. Thankfully, it did not. Yeah. I mean, it. I basically ran a fever for like six hours and then I was done. Or as, six hours as far as I know, because I had chills pretty much all of Sunday. So I may have been running it for longer. But, you know, it was basically... One really shitty day, one day of just sleeping it off, then about two weeks worth of uh, hacking my lungs up from sinus drainage. Uh, Because right at the end, my sinus was like, what? You're sick? Time to join the party! Right. So, yeah. yeah. And then my my kid, on his week, uh, he's, so my kid has ADHD, and he takes ADHD meds, and he was having some pretty major issues. And so, like, we, we wound up troubleshooting this afterwards and, like, figured out, like, oh, yeah, no, this lines up. So he had to be taken off of his medicine, and he's in kind of a, a cool-down period before we can try a different medicine. Mm-hmm. And he was – that was the first night. So he had he had been sick, and he missed some school. So he had extra homework, and that was the first night that he really, like, the medicine was out of his system. And so, like, he couldn't focus. We spent, like, two hours working on homework, and then he just melted down. He's like, I'm not going to get any fun time tonight. I have all this homework I have to do. I can't concentrate. There's something wrong with me. I'm, I can't do this. Why can't I just do this? All my friends can do it. It's like, oh, buddy. All right, slow, slow down. Let's... Let's just take this one step at a time. So he didn't he didn't get in bed until like ten o'clock, but partly like after he did get his his makeup work done, we let him stay up and play video games for a while. It's like, you know, he worked hard. It's so he didn't want him to feel like he you know, was just punished basically. So that was what that was what kept me out that last week. Yeah, I'm not sure which is worse. <laughs> I mean to be yeah. fair, I 
I was just feeling like shit, but... Alright. Yeah. Comes with the territory of being a dad, I guess. I don't know, I, I could have been an asshole. Like, a real bad parent asshole, but... Oh, like your parents. Like my parents, yeah. Yes, I went uh, there. I try. Oh, I go there all the time. Trust me. We, uh, we make comments all the time about that. I mean, my in-laws are, like, not great, but my parents are by far the, 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 the nightmare in-laws. So, say la vie. And so it is. But yeah, so, uh, you know, it's 1040. We had to do a choosing to fix some stuff for December and January. Woo. And then, you know, we just talked for a long time, got some Franken content, but we need to, get we need to get lacking. started. Yeah, so... Hey, Rage, what, uh, actually, it looks like I played two things this week, kind of. Technically, I haven't really, I'll get into it. I've got two things to talk about, and you've got one thing, so you don't yeah, want me I to got... go first? Yeah, you can go first. So, the first thing that I want to talk about this week is MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries. I have talked about this game before. It's been a couple of years. I kind of go through a cycle with all of these games that I play every two or three years. And the link for MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries is to its Wikipedia page, and that's where the story comes in. So oh in, in the, the way back times um, of the early 2000s, when MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries was, was first released on disc, um, Microsoft owned it or bought the rights to it. It was like around this time, the IP changed hands to Microsoft. and. Um, they sat on it for seven or eight years before they licensed it out to this company called Mega Mech, um, who, as you know, with the blessing of, of Microsoft, re-released MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries with, like, all of the DLCs for free. You could download them for free. It was officially supported. They had their new online mode. And this was like to start hyping up at the time um, what was supposed to be Mech Warrior 5. Um, that game got canceled, and what was supposed to be Mech Warrior 5 was a re- a- eventually released as Mech Warrior Living Legends, which is a free to play multiplayer Mech Warrior game that, that anybody can get and play. Um, it's managed by, you know, mod devs and, you know, the whole shebang. Like I've talked about that before too. Excellent game. Really like it way better than MechWarrior Online. But MechWarrior Online is kind of like what put the kibosh on all of this. But initially, you know, well, we're hyping up the next MechWarrior. It's going to be great. Have MechWarrior 4 for free. Have all these modding tools. You don't need a disc for it. There's no DRM. No nothing. Enjoy. And then Microsoft sold the rights. And, you know, a tale as old as time. Rights holders change. Stuff has to be taken down. And so MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries disappeared from the internet for a while. And then it resurfaced in 2013 or 2014 on this site, myabandonware.com, where you can get... It's a a great site for classic games, mostly PC games. They get some other stuff on there, too. You can download, um, and they usually have pretty decent support for patches and information on how to get a game running on modern hardware. It's a really good site. You should go check it out. They got all kinds of stuff from several different eras of PC to, gaming. I used to love going to abandonware sites. Yeah. Um, 
And so for about five or six years, you could get everything that you needed from my Abandonware. And the last time that I downloaded it to play it was in about 2017 when it was all still on my Abandonware. Well, in the time since I last played it, and now, all of the support, like, it's all been nuked. The links still exist, and some of the things are available, but you can't get the original, um, you you can't get the Mega Mech re-release that, you know, didn't need a disc and didn't have to be mounted and didn't have to be cracked and etc. All that's gone. Um, and so I spent a week, the better part of a week, scouring the internet, looking for, you know, forum posts, somebody who had this shit and like their Google Drive or a working torrent that worked that wasn't full of viruses. And I found one and I downloaded it. And now I have backed this up in multiple places and have it unlisted in my Google Drive. So, one, anyone who wants to play MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries, let me know. I will give you a link. Eventually, I'm going to be a good steward of this and post it in some places um, and, you know, spread the links around the MechWarrior community again. Um, I haven't gotten that far yet. I've just got it archived and and backed up on all of my stuff. Um, but for now, if somebody wants it, let me know. I will give you a link to where you can download it from, from my Google Drive. I've tested it. Everything works. You just have to extract it. Um, and then there's one file you have to overwrite, which kind of serves as the disk, the no disk crack. And so you don't have to mount it, um, you know, on an ISO or whatever uh, as a virtual drive. So that has kind of been the history of this and my saga with it. I've started playing it a little bit again. I mean, MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries comes MechWarrior 3 and MechWarrior 4 are pretty hotly debated among the fan base of which one is the the best one of the MechWarrior games. Um I'm pretty partial to 4, but that's the one that I played first. So, I don't know how much of it is that nostalgia factor. Um I will say that MechWarrior 4 Mer- Mercenaries runs a lot better than any of the other MechWarrior 4 cuz there were f- 3 MechWarrior 4 games weirdly there was the original, which was called Vengeance, and then there was its expansion called Black Knights, and then Mercenaries was a standalone game with its own campaign uh, that released a year later. So it was like 2000, 2001, 2002. Those three came out back to back. And it's it essentially laid the groundwork for the formula that we have today for all of the Mech Warrior and Battletech video games. Um, mechs have slots for different weapon types um, to make their specialties stick out a little bit more, you know, sort of lore-based specialties. And um, mechs are behave... Mechs fundamentally behave differently in the older MechWarrior games. I don't know how much of that is a product of game design and the technology available versus design philosophy, but the MechWarrior 4 trilogy essentially set us in motion for what we have now in terms of how all the mechs play in all the video games. 
and how they're all customized. MechWarrior 5 is a bastard child because they fucked up the weapon uh, typing even more. But MechWarrior 4 is kind of the progenitor for that. It's a very good game. It's uh, single player. There's a multiplayer component that sells an active community, but you need some tools um, to to get into matches. Um, just because the original, I think it was Game Ranger or something, is dead now. Um, but it's yeah, I vaguely remember Game Ranger. We did it for a couple multiplayer games back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, yeah, I've, been, gonna... I've been kind of diving into one of the old abandonware sites I used to go to. Uh, surprisingly enough, it's still alive after, you know, like five years since the last time I've been here. Nice. But yeah, you know, Mechware 4 Mercenaries has got a pretty lengthy campaign with a number of choices. There's three distinctly different. No, sorry. There's four distinctly different endings that require multiple playthroughs. Uh, eventually, you get to a point where you get locked out of certain endings. So if you want to see everything, you have to play through the game four times. I take um, it you can't save scum up. You no, you can't. Um there's a couple of decisions that you could save scum, but some of them get set in motion very early in the campaign. Um so I, I suppose you could you could save scum, but you'd still have to do a lot of, of playing through. There's there's four different starts though. Four different um factions that you can start the game with that give you different starting mechs, different starting equipment and access to different stuff at the beginning of the game. Kind of by the end of it, you can get anything that you want or need, but it does give very four very distinct sort of playthroughs as you, you start with each of these factions uh, just because of the way that it starts you off. But you know, there are decisions that you can be made that can be made um, and you can, it's got a lot of replayability. It's got like a new game plus where you can, you know, restart the game with your mech company and all of your stuff and just keep building up into, you know, crazy, ridiculous arsenals. It's good. As long as you can look past the fact that it does look like a game that's 20 years old, because it is. But it still controls well. It works with my modern joysticks um, or, you know, my, my modern HOTAS, rather, my Thrustmaster mm-hmm. setup. It works with that. Um, no problem, but it also plays quite well with keyboard and mouse, or if you want to use like keyboard and, and joystick, uh, it doesn't like controllers very well. It, it struggles with controllers, but you know, there might be some profiles out there that make it work, or it could be that I just, you know, it doesn't like Xbox controllers. It might work better with a different controller, but yeah, MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries. It's great. I wonder if the uh, DualShock controller would work better because it's a direct input. Does it use the X input? Possibly. But yeah, if anyone out there listening wants to wants to play, tell me in Discord. I'll give you a link to the uh to it. It's only like one it's not even one and a half gigs. I think it might be one point two gigs. Back when games were small. Er smaller. One point two gigs was massive by the standards of the time, but yeah. it's nothing now. And careful next choosing, I might dive into some abandonware. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Okay, so I I have a new entry in my list of games I wish I liked more than I actually did. Okay. Uh this is Despot's game 
dystopian battle simulator. This, uh, I played it on Game Pass, so I don't actually own it on Steam. And boy, am I glad I played it on Game Pass, because who I would have been disappointed otherwise. So this is... There's this, like, uh, uh, ongoing series of games now uh, on mobile. uh, Despositions uh, 3K. It was uh, given away at one point, uh, and I picked it up. Extremely hard and extremely kind of tedious because it kind of actively tries to fuck you over. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, I picked it up for free there, and boy, did I pay the right price there. <laughs> I've tried, I've tried to play it quite a few times to get en- far enough into it to talk about it, but it basically like every random encounter actively fucks you over. And I think it's one of those that I just haven't played it exactly like I should uh, to progress, but. That's beside the point. Despot's game is set in kind of that universe of you're an AI, you're trolling these meat bags that, uh, uh, to go into this labyrinth to for reasons. And it's tedious, and that's the problem with it. It's tedious and repetitive. So it's running on kind of the idea of the chunk based random map generator sort of uh like binding of Isaac and a lot of other of the roguelites where there's individual rooms uh and they're all just mixed smashed together into a-, a map and part of the problem is that you have no control over the actual battle you set up your formation before the battle starts and just press go and hope for the best. And it really comes down to if the AI decides to actually do something smart. And that really kind of grounds on me after a while. Especially since once things start to go bad for you, they go bad quickly. So you start off with newbies. You got newbies in sarcasm quotes. Uh, either through just buying them at shops, uh, you start off with a few on uh, at least a couple of the uh, the starting setups. Uh, you slowly unlock other setups, but that's really all I can tell that yeah, you do unlock. Everything else is just, you know, uh, there from the start, which is nice in one way, but also it kind of lacks any sense of progression uh, on the other. So... You set up your newbies, and the way you uh, get them into different classes for different roles in combat is by giving them items. And every class, there's, I think, six or eight of them. Uh, Cultists, eggheads, fencers, fighters, healers, mages, tanks, throwers, tricksters, and shooters. So, uh, uh, ten. Yeah. Ten different classes, okay. So, uh, which all have a different kind of niche. Like tanks, obviously take a lot of damage uh, and have a lot of health, but they don't do a lot of damage. Uh, tricksters and fencers kind of fill a similar niche of melee combat, uh, with a different sub gimmick that is accessed by leveling up the class. And the way you level up the class is having more people with. An item that grants that uh, that class, 
but they have to be unique items. And that's kind of the rub on it, is that you have to gr- uh, either level up your shops enough to be able to see the more legendary items, which, good luck with that if you're having trouble with money, which I'll get into later, or just get lucky and get a random event, that because a random event starts at the beginning of every level, and some of them uh, will grant a very rare character, which is one of the higher rarity of a particular class. And also the higher rarity items tend to have uh, just stronger stats overall. But if you want to have the level 5 of that class, which gives the best abilities, uh, you need to even have the common uh, variant, which is you know kind of not great. Right? Right. Which is already kind of uh, annoying. But also, it ties into the whole idea of once you start losing people, you start losing power quickly. Extremely quickly, actually. So, like, if you get bad luck and get a couple tanks that die and you don't get the lucky roll uh, out in the, at least the base uh, settings, uh, whenever somebody dies, you have a 50-50 shot of getting their item in a inventory that you can hand off to a new newbie to grant them that class. Well, if you lose that role and you don't, you you might be shit out of luck because, you know, it's going to be several rooms at least to get another shop and then you're just going to sit there re-rolling items using what money you have. So that's already kind of, right? Yeah. Then you tie in the food mechanic and the food mechanic just drive me, drives me nuts. Okay, so people have to eat, all right? Pretty standard on a strategy sort of game of, you know, uh, as a way of a soft cap of a balance to have some sort of resource that you have to counterbalance it. So on this one, it's food. Every time you move, you have to feed all your people. And the more people that you have, the more food it requires. But there's only a handful of shops that actually sell food. So if you get unlucky, especially on your map layout, you might be going through uh, rooms that you already cleared to try to find a shop that will sell you food while burning what food you already have. And then you have to sink what money you have into the food instead of buying you know, upgraded items or upgrading your shop. Or your shops, I should say, because once you upgrade one shop, it upgrades all the shops. Or spending money on mutators, which gives... Some of them are just flat-out like percentage bonuses on health, uh, attack speed, uh, mana. Which, if you know, your healers run out of mana, <laughs> good luck, right? Especially in some of the boss fights. And it's just there's a, there's mechanics here that would make sense in other games. But kind of... Clash against one another because the game's trying to tell you, okay, you need to go explore to you know get all the resources to uh, be able to level up, uh, and also to get the experience to level up because it's not just yeah you know, giving somebody a, a legendary item to give them uh, you know, a, a powerful class. They still have to level up, which uh, factors in the modifier. So, uh, for example, um. Okay, so, uh, and there's also a lot of, like, little references to things, so, uh, 
uh, Eggheads, for example, has like a gravity gun. And if you give it to somebody, they look like Gordon Freeman. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, the legendary item for that one is Dr. Octopus's claws. And they get claw, uh, yeah, the Doc Ock arms from the Spidermans. Yeah. Well, that modifier, it's still, uh, it's, well, to give you an example, Doc, Doc, Dr. Octopus's claws. Uh, it's a plus 170 uh, attack, plus another 4% per level. And it also gives plus 700 health, but also a, an, an additional 10% per level. And the level cap, I think, is level 10. So it's gets rather substantial. So you have to grind that experience up, especially if you're coming up on a boss, but you're still burning all your food resources. And if people start going hungry, they start losing attack power and defenses quickly, which can lead into a position of, you know, suddenly you know, losing a bunch of uh, people. And that also ties into the whole idea of, okay, well, you need three different eggheads to unlock a buff tower, which gives, uh, uh, I think this one is straight up uh, attack power and speed. Or a cultist can summon a Cthulhu tentacle. So right, nice. What, what, love a good Cthulhu, or love a good tentacle. Yeah, which uh, if you level them up past level three, it summons a stronger and stronger uh, summon. But the thing is that if you have five cultists, you are likely running a very you know, large army. So the tentacle. You know, it's just bumping into everything and, you know, just, uh, you know, fuck, uh, fucking uh, all your side up while it's trying to get to the enemy. And there's a couple other, uh, you know, the legendary items that instead of one slot, it takes like four slots. Uh, the Duck Ock Arms is a bad, is bad about that where because the sprite is so big, it takes up more slots than what you otherwise would be able to. And that limits the amount of people that you can run, never mind the fact that you also have to deal with the food uh, issue as well. And a lot of the in-game stuff uh, is actually PvP-based, which is just a coin flip on you know, what they got. And it turns into like a King of the Hill Battle Royale thing. Uh, basically, once you beat the final boss, it uploads a copy of your team and you fight against other people's uploads, which is neat until you realize, well, you know, it's, you know, it's still just a coin flip of what's going on, because depending on how well their, uh, you know, AI handled things, they could be in a lot better position than you are, because it also, uh, nobody heals uh, outside of combat unless you have an active ab ability uh, that you get after one of the boss fights, and you can only hold on to two of those. So you're having to rely on what healers you have uh, in the game or in your uh, party, and they tend to focus on rather bad targets at times. Yeah, you know, they'll they'll start uh, working on a healer or a, uh, a ranged character that got some splash damage instead of the tanks that are just constantly getting uh, damage, for example. And like I said, if they run out of mana, they run out of mana quickly. And, well, all right. There, there's some interesting ideas here, and there's an interesting mood about it. 
The shift to PvP very late in the game is weird to me. Uh, and also the fact that it's so hands-off. I would have liked to have seen some sort of strategic layer on top of, you know, uh, just setting up your uh, army and that's it. Yeah. Or even, you know, giving some basic orders even during the uh, thing because there's really no reason not to run just at fast-forward speed because you can't do anything while uh, the battle is active. It's basically press it and hope. Sounds, sounds kind of like uh, any of those battle simulator games. Yeah, pretty much, actually. Only with uh, some roguelite elements t- uh, tacked on. And like I said, at the beginning of each floor, you'll get a random event happen. And sometimes you'll just have somebody die because of it. Uh, no warning about it whatsoever. And, oh, if it's uh, someone that's important and you d- lost that roll, <laughs> that item's gone. Right? Yeah. Too bad, so sad, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And then there's also some quests I'll pop ever so often. Like there's uh, one like mutant that there's uh, this, this a giant thing that's across a couple floors that he wants you to bring him essentially uh, spinach because he's gone vegetarian, and he'll give you uh, uh, a random mutator. I think it was uh, if you uh, do it for him. Um. Uh, you'll have a guy that's uh, literally running from death, as in the de- uh, the Grim Reaper. And the Grim Reaper will make a deal with you to uh, go uh, uh, get this guy, but you have to chase him through like half a dozen rooms. And you could either you know, have him uh, give you some cash uh, to say that, you know, well, we lost you in the labyrinth, or uh, kill him and then report back to the Grim Reaper, and the Grim Reaper will give you a reward of some sort but you have no choice on what he actually does so uh, if he gives you a reward for a class that you're not even running well (laughs) right yeah like i said there's some interesting things here but there's just so many tedious design uh, choices if you could have set up some sort of basic strategy i mean i'm not even talking about you know have it turn-based you know uh, choosing uh, every single move that's going on, because if you're running a, your maxed out uh, side, you could be running 50 plus uh, units, which is a hell of a thing to try to keep fed, but that's beside the point. So I'm not expecting full control over them, but I would have loved to see and, you know, be able to control by class, you know, or give some sort of priorities to certain targets. Yeah. You know, just a very light level stuff would have made this game so much more enjoyable to me. And honestly, it felt like normal mode was just going out of its way to be unfair. I'm not sure if I was just not playing it right, like the mobile game. Or if this is a, one of those cases of, well, if you uh, are unlucky and you have it built exactly right, well, you lose. It was tough for me to really tell which way it was. Well, I've oh. played the other one of these because there's another. Oh, they made another game that's in the same. I don't know theming. I guess you could say um, that is a clicker kind of management style game where you're playing as the AI overlord and you're trying to manage the production that all your humans do so that you don't mm-hmm. like die and you can complete like goals and stuff and it feels the same way the normal mode on that is incredibly uh 
feels incredibly unfair. Despotism 3K. That's what that, it's that's, called. The, that's the mobile game that I got. Okay. I have that on PC. Um, yeah, see, I was uh, I picked it up uh, when it was being given away on Google Play. So this is the same game I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, set in the same world with the same uh, AI. And I just cannot get far in it. Uh, although it does look like the PC version has a few things that's not in the the mobile version. Like that uh, expedition thing is not in uh, mobile as far as I can tell. You have to reach a certain point before you ah. get the expedition thing. See, I never got past uh, the first milestone, really, because it seems like every time I'm doing well, I get a random event that just completely fucks me over. Yeah, you have to essentially complete the first quote-unquote story mm-hmm. in order to unlock the expedition thing. Okay, or it could just be I'm terrible at it. Could be that, too. No uh, no judgment here. Oh, you're judging me. I could, I could hear <laughs> it. You can feel my judgment through the through mm-hmm. the microphone. Right. Um, okay. So you ready for me to do my other one? Yeah. So, again, another thing of, like, I kind of played this, but not really. It's just an excuse to talk about something else. So I've got Skyrim a minute. So there's a there's a YouTuber I, I'm subscribed to and that I support on Patreon uh, named Patrician TV. And in 2020, he did an eight hour deep dive retrospective on Morrowind. And then in 2021, he did a 12 hour deep dive retrospect on Oblivion. And in 20, the year current year of our Lord 2022, he did a 20-hour deep dive on Skyrim. Split into two parts. He did a very cute thing. He made part two, 11 hours, 11 minutes, and 11 seconds. So doing the whole famous 11, 11, 11 thing that Skyrim did when it first released. Very cute. Um, And it did make me want to play Skyrim, and I did play Skyrim a little bit. Um, But I mostly just wanted to talk about my experience watching 20 hours of a deep dive on Skyrim. Like, for one, you don't have to watch his other videos, but to understand, I think you should watch at least either the Morrowind or the Skyrim or the Oblivion video, but both would be helpful. Or you could just turn on Lord of the Rings uh, extended cut. And watch it twice. You could watch Lord of the Rings extended cut twice during all of this. He's, you know, he's a a person who is biased. He is a good critic in the sense of, like, he he lets his bias be known. He tries to be as fair as he possibly can. But he also calls out, like, this is my bias. This is my experience. These are the things that I prefer. Um, And uses that as part of his analysis and his, uh, you know, deep dives of these things. And... The Morrowind video was incredibly informative for me. I've played Morrowind a decent amount. I've never beaten it, though. And then Oblivion, the Oblivion video, gave me lots of things to think about and consider, because I've played Oblivion for something like 1,500 hours across several different iterations of it in my life, you know, all put together. And then the Skyrim video was probably the most interesting. Like... You know, I, I don't know if anybody listening is going to care to invest that much time in it. So I'm not necessarily worried about 
spoilers for his video. It's very hard to talk about very quickly. It's the most interesting because he gets angry. He gets downright emotional a couple of times, and he talks about that and calls out how that the game makes him mad because of how far it has strayed from the original sort of ideal of the Elder Scrolls series to be a video game version of a tabletop RPG. And he does call out some good things that Skyrim does. He does call out, you know, they mostly have to do with the world building and the the design of it and the pioneering of certain new technologies that are very familiar to us now, but were groundbreaking at the time. Um, some interesting things there. And where Skyrim tends to shine is its side quests and its Daedric quests. Um, all of the main quests. You know, main. I'm including like all the faction quests and the you know guilds and stuff. From when I say main quest content, um, all of those are you know bad. Um, and he has kind of this thesis of like, you know, I know that Skyrim is bad. Anyone who's a serious gamer knows that Skyrim is bad. But me and so many of us still come back to it and play it and enjoy our time with it. I want to know why that is. And that was kind of the thesis for his whole video. And it was interesting. He made some really good points along the way about how that the game design elements that quote unquote hard, more hardcore players hate are the things that keep you enticed to keep playing. And that in Skyrim, while he disagrees with quite a few of the fundamental design elements, they made a lot of them work cohesively together. Uh, and stopped pretending that Skyrim was something that it wasn't because they did pretend with Oblivion that Oblivion was something that it wasn't. I've always felt Oblivion strikes at the best middle ground, but there are issues, pretty big issues with Oblivion. Um, <laughs> biggest of which being the leveling system in Oblivion. But, you know, he talks about all of that in this 20 fucking hour video or videos, two two videos, two parts. But... I get I because I'm a Patreon subscriber, um, I got access to it, you know, a week early. And so I spent a week, two weeks watching almost two weeks watching this 20 hour thing monstrosity. And boy, I love I love that kind of stuff. I love, uh, you know, narrative examination and ludology, you know, the study of gameplay and how it affects people and can be used uh, to promote certain goals and how that sometimes it works really well. And sometimes it falls apart. Like I wish, you know, we did Skyrim as one of our, I think year one game clubs. Like when we first started doing game club, it like, you know, it was one of the first ones. And I wish that it had been done now. Not like, doing I, it again. No, 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 I'm not. Yeah, you hated Skyrim. I'm not asking you to do it again. But I wish that I had, you know, had this perspective. It was towards the end of the year uh, of our first year. Yeah, I wish that I had this perspective now. Because um, I still enjoy Skyrim, but I recognize that it's a bad game. And I don't think I had fully formed that opinion when we did it. I know that I liked Skyrim and I recognized it as being weaker than Oblivion and Morrowind at the time. But I mean, that's been years ago. I don't remember everything I said. I do know that I liked Skyrim and I still do. I know I you got very like, defensive whenever I called it out. I still like playing Skyrim. 
I have enjoyed the little bit of time that I've spent with it, but I'm like, oh yeah, this game design is bad, but like I'm having fun. And that's without even adding mods to it. You know, mods, I don't think like mods are great for pretty much any game that has mods, but mods are not a, you know, they can't be an excuse for a game, you know, being good. You know, like mod support is awesome. I think every game should have mods so that people can do whatever they want with the games that they play. But you shouldn't need mods for your game to be good. The RimWorld versus Skyrim, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I can't put my quite put my finger on it. And honestly, he doesn't come up with like a solid conclusion either. He's just like, sometimes things feel good, even when they're bad. Basically, like human nature is weird. So I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it. I've talked to you about it like twice. Technically, this makes thrice now, but it's just interesting. You know, it's this this is the whole idea of like, if only I could go back in time with what I know now and and approach situations with that knowledge, like probably this is a frivolous use of that. But I wish I could go back in time and redo, you know, the Skyrim game club with the perspective I have now. I think I could have articulated a lot of points a lot better and not been so defensive on some things because like, yeah, Skyrim's bad, but I still like it and that's okay. I was aggressive on how much I hate it. <laughs> we have uh we've we've changed a lot over the years. I haven't I still fucking hate it. <laughs> I still like it. But we're neither of us are quite as aggressive. We're both older and more tired and more broken. Uh just like uh Skyrim before uh you know the community fixed mods. Indeed. Indeed. Hey, but at least we're not flying backwards. Nope. Sometimes I wish I was though. That would be cool if I could fly backwards. So you can only you can fly, but only if it's backwards. So, okay, sure. Why not? I'll fly backwards. And now I'm uh, thinking Powdered Toast Man from the Ren and Skimpy uh, cartoon. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I did not like Ren and Stimpy. I, ne- it, I never liked Ren and Stimpy. It was an odd time for cartoons, what I gotta say. It was. I, Ren and Stimpy, I'm glad Ren and Stimpy exists. I don't think it's bad. It, it, it just is not for that, me. That, uh, the revivals that they tried to do definitely did not strike the same chord because they tried to stick to with like the same audience that had kind of moved on. Yeah. Yeah, much like Skyrim. I think, uh, yes. Sorry, I think most things are a product of their time, though. Like, most things don't hold up that well because mm-hmm. it's like this specific cultural you know, phenomenon or zeitgeist that came together at the right time to make that such a valuable, like culturally impactful thing. Culture moves on despite the GOP's best effort to, (laughs) to hold it still culture moves on. You mean uh, being canceled? (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes, but uh, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say. I don't know. I feel like that was a little rambly, but like, I just wanted to talk about it. I just like wanted to, you know, get a little bit of it out. 20 hours. 20 fucking hours. I don't can't tell you the last time I spent 20 hours on any TV show or series of any kind. Just YouTube analysis videos. So, shall we uh, talk about things also moving on? Yes, let's go ahead and move on to our news topics. The first news topic of the night, 
Batman voice actor Kevin Conroy has died age 66. So, I mean, damn, this one came out of nowhere. Yeah. So now I am have never been the biggest Batman fan. I've seen some of the Batman. Like, I don't think Batman is bad. Just I was a Marvel kid, not a DC kid. So, you know, I have got some context for him and his voice because he did Batman for so long. But for me, it's more of just like, oh, that's really tragic that a beloved voice actor and community figure died. Yeah, which I don't also have ties into video games because he did uh, you know, uh, all the Batman video games as well for uh, you know, Injustice, Arkham uh, series. I'm, I'm seeing if he did the Telltale Arkham. I don't think he did, actually. Hell, he uh, even did as far as multiverses. Yeah, you know, the Warner Brothers catch, uh, cash grab, right? Yeah, the one that just came out this year. Yeah. So that should tell you something. Yeah, you know, he was Batman for 30 years. Yeah, for a lot of people. And it uh, uh, looks like he uh, had cancer and just uh, was not, uh, he was not disclosing that he has diagnosis. I never saw the cause of death until just now. So, damn, right? Yeah. And, and intestinal cancer. That makes sense, though. Lots of celebrities, you know, no matter what their sort of celebrity A, B, C list is, like, so much of their lives is public when stuff like that happens. Most of the time, it'll be kept private, and you won't know until almost, you know, almost the end or the end, or if they I mean, beat it. I mean, like Black Panther, right? Yeah. He had cancer for years before um, it was revealed to the public, and that was right before he died, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, he also kind of got into Batman at a very important touchstone on uh, just superheroes and uh, animation in general, because he was there at the beginning of the DC animated universe. Kind of the precursor to the Marvel Cinematic one, where that one cartoon changed so much about the Batman mythos. Yeah. It really rewrote uh, Batman as a more dark, broody, gothic character than the Adam West over-the-top goofball, but also rewrote the beginnings of uh, Mr. Freeze into a more tragic, almost anti-hero. Created Harvey Quinn, just flat out. Uh, kind of reinvented the Joker as a primary rival. Uh, don't get me wrong, the Joker was still important before then, but just, you know, quite a rebranding of Batman, which catapulted DC into the animated universe that they kind of just really threw away. I don't know why they stopped the uh, DC animated universe uh, thinking about it. I'm sure that there's a reason somewhere buried that I just never really dug into. Probably a bad reason too. probably like yeah. money or licensing rights for something. Or, or just, you know, an executive that didn't like cartoons because there's been that one too. Right. Yeah. And yeah, he's done other things than uh, Batman, of course. But, you know, that's his big credit, like I said, for you know, three decades, essentially. So it's just damn, right? Yeah. I don't, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have anything really of note to add 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll let you talk about it as much as you want. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, yo, uh, I don't really consider myself a huge Batman fan, but I do respect the character. And like I said, I, you know, this was kind of a turning point for DC and this was a cartoon that I watched growing up. So, you know, seeing, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, just kind of just, like I said, out of nowhere. So yeah, it's sad to see him go. It's going to be interesting to see if they're going to try to rebrand Batman, uh, following this because, you know, how the hell do you follow uh, up uh, a voice actor that's had the uh, had the role since the early nineties, right? Yeah, it would be a time to do a rebrand, or you know, to do anything different. Whether or not they had been planning on doing it or not, you'd be like, "Hey, listen, you know, the the old Batman is gone, and we don't want to try to ape that. Yeah, you know, go enjoy all of of his stuff." But, you know, we're going to take Batman in a slightly different direction. I mean, this is going to be a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing. There will be lots of people who notice but don't care. Like, people who like the stuff but aren't, like, super fans. Who are like, oh, his voice is different. Okay, whatever. And, they'll you know, they'll keep enjoying it. And then there will be a camp on either side that would be pissed if you replaced him with someone that was completely different. Or replaced him with someone that sounded as close to him as as could be gotten. Mm-hmm. Like either way, that's a lose lose situation. So, yeah, I did a quick Google search on what happened to the DC animated universe. Basically, uh, whenever DC did their Flashpoint Paradox storyline, which was essentially the universe reboot, yeah, uh, they did tied that into the animated universe as well and tried to restart everything and it just did not go as well uh, because it looks like just lower quality scripts. And mind you, at that point they had built across probably a good dozen shows. So, oh, damn, right? Yeah. It's basically the same thing that could easily happen to Marvel if they... uh, uh, screw up like one really big movie, right? Whatever they have their big end of phase movies. Yep, it only takes one or two mistakes, and mm-hmm. it'll all it'll all go down. Ooh, I just found a random half hour expose on uh, whatever happened to the DC animated universe. So I'm going to save that one for later on the YouTube's. Yep, nice. Basically, it looks like just lackluster, and it wasn't worth the investment. Yeah. Because they decided to reboot. And also, very weird animation. I remember seeing a couple of these uh, after the reboot. And oof. Uh, they went ultra-realistic. and had, like, everybody having, like, pucky, uh, puckering uh, pucker lips. That that feels strange. Also, when you said pucker, I did not think lips. But that's just, that's a my uh, brain issue. Wrong type of animation. Right. Oh. All right. You ready to, uh... To discuss the next one, or do you have anything else you wanna you wanna say? No, I think that's it. So we'll see what they do with Batman now. Uh, outside of kicking the ever living shit out of the Shaggy, right? Um. Okay. So our next news topic is. Uh, let me scroll back over here. Diablo Immortal Gym update leaves players demanding refunds. <laughs> so oh. I. 
I read through this, and if I understand this correctly, there was a gem that you could you could buy, of course, with with real money or a, a lot bajillion, of real money, a lot of real money. Um, it was just a this this says quote an update to a notable Diablo Immortal legendary gem, um, called Blessing of the Worthy. What it did was that whenever you took damage, you had a 20% chance to unleash uh, retribution damage on all nearby enemies. And it was equal to 12% of your maximum health, and as you upgraded the gem, it eventually went up to 28% of your maximum health. So, basically, you had a 1 in 5 chance every time you were hurt to deal damage to all the enemies around you. Pretty cool. Pretty powerful. You know, regardless especially of whatever you game. Are ta- especially if you're a tanky character with a lot of health. Yeah. So they changed it to say not that it was of your maximum health, but of your current health. And also, it wasn't the initial ranks. It was after rank three, they changed it from your maximum health to your current health. Yeah. So doubly uh, shitty, right? Yes. So, this says that uh, some barbarian player types would use uh, an ability that would let them be able to survive on one health for a little while. And so that means that they would essentially be doing zero damage to enemies if you're down in that zone. Whereas before, you'd have been doing, you know, 28% of your maximum HP, whether that was, you know, thousands or tens of thousands. I don't know the, the scaling on... Uh, Diablo Immortal. Well, it depends on how much money you have. True, true. But it's just, you know, that's one of those things. Like, that would be shitty no matter what. Like, uh, game balance breaking, whatever. Like, why balance this? Why make it weaker? But because it is something that people paid money for. Yeah, this was part of a bundle. Yeah. On the one hand... (sighs) I get totally get being pissed off that you got something and then it got changed. Like digital goods is still like we think of it as this, like we still think of goods as being immutable and permanent, but digital goods don't function that way for better or for worse. You can change something about a digital good after it's been purchased. And people are still surprised that ActiBliz did some dumb shit to something that they had paid money for and made it bad. So, on the one hand, I understand being mad, but on the other hand, it's like, I mean, you're asking for it. You you should know better by now. Also, the fact that you're paying, well, the bundle that it, the, this gym was part of, the resources that you got as part of it, they even max it out. So, according to this article, at least, uh, you had to buy two other bundles, which was essentially... Putting a hundred and thirty, hundred forty bucks into a single gem, <laughs> or, or sorry, yeah. uh, sorry, I misread that. Uh, more like a hundred sixty. So, ooh, right. Yep, into a single gem. Way, you know, they say there's no kill, kill like overkill, and this is definitely overkill. Mm-hmm. I'm just blown away at just how much money people are throwing in this game, uh, in, in a bad way, you know. Yeah. Because I'm just sitting here thinking of all the fun I could have for 160 bucks. Right? God, I could have so much fun with other games for 160 bucks. or could go on a date night or could pay off like 
or, you know, put pay on one of my credit card bills or something like I could do so much with 160 bucks. I mean, damn right. Yeah. I mean, could mix and match. Could mm-hmm. get several date nights out of one hundred and sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Could get so many lizards. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on the lizard. True. Now tarantulas, on the other hand, oh, you could get a no. Nope. Uh, <laughs> nope. I'm going to stop you right there. No tarantulas. <laughs> could, could get us an uh, egg pod and hide it uh, in somebody's house. Nope. What? Don't want to. Don't want to do that. Yeah, maybe bail it to them so that you know it drops out of the package and they don't realize it. Nope, don't want to do that. You okay? Yep, I'm okay. I'm uh, it's being... okay. I, I'll just make sure it's a clown spider, so it's even better. Oh, yep, yep. Nope. I mean, I was out at spiders, clown spiders. No, no, thank you. Well, they have a little uh, honky squ- uh, red ho- uh, nose that you could squeeze. I mean, it, it'll honk when I squish them with my foot. That's all the the honking it's going to get out of me. Uh, And then they climb into their little clown spider car and drive around. Oh, I don't want to think about how many spiders are in the clown spider car. All right. Let me tell you this. It's more than one. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like they did something shitty. It harmed their players. Their players want refunds. I doubt they're going to get them. Yeah. I I haven't seen a follow up on this, Uh, which, yeah. This article is a couple weeks old now. That's kind of the downside of having a couple weeks off. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the problem with uh, buying into a mobile game is that, you know, things could change. Especially when you're buying into a mobile game so fucking hard. I mean, you're doing $160 on one gem to uh, work on your spec. I mean, that should be telling you something, right? Yeah. They go hard. Oh, it looks like they did do some sort of compensation. So uh, there's actually a follow-up I found uh, on a quick Google search. I should have done this beforehand, but eh, I didn't realize it was that old of an article until I was looking at it. Uh, Diablo Immortal Gym compensation is adding insult to injury. So I'm going to drop this in the podcast notes. And we'll see what they did, because... How did they make it worse, right? Yep. Let me get over here. I think I dropped it in the right spot. So, so a, a little update from uh, what help I clicked on the right one. Uh, from like also uh, just under two weeks ago. So when the bundles off, players note that the legendary crests offered are actually the Diablo Immortal bound legendary crests. They aren't even the most useful version of the crests that players can buy. One player comments, this is the embodiment of adding insult to injury. I'm almost in disbelief. Others suggest that an offering of a new currency, Telerik Pearls, would be more suitable compensation. With 80 Telerik Pearls, affected players could get two random five-star legendary gems and use the dust from their purchase to upgrade them. Okay, sure. It sounds like there's, uh, yo. Uh, dozens and dozens of different currencies, huh? Uh-huh. So basically, oh. they, they gave a currency that is not very useful to uh, compensate, and there was better options that they could have done, but money, right? Yep. Because money. Capitalism. It was capitalism all along. Well, it was uh, also the people that we screwed over along the way. True. 
So yeah, Diablo Immortal. Um, next on our list, we've got a couple of things from the community corner. Rage, how can people send us stuff to the community corner? Oh, you could drop by the Discord, which you can find a link to that over at vtlpodcast.podbean.com. You can tweet us vtlpodcast uh, over on the Twitter, assuming Elon Musk hasn't burned it down to the fucking ground by now. Which because, is possible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's turning off random features. For, because uh, it only needs 20% of all these uh, you know, things like you know, sending out two-factor authorization codes. Who do people do that, right? Yeah. Who know? Or it could drop uh, a email to us, vjobcast at gmail.com. Indeed. So this week, we've got a couple of topics. The first, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song Publisher says Box's PS5 upgrade listing was a mistake. Pretty much, uh, if memory serves correctly, because I watched a little bit of the video that was linked in the uh, uh, in the Discord, uh, and then found an article that was talking about it because it's easier on us than like a I think it was a forty five minute video. Basically, it has a sticker on there saying that there's a free upgrade from the PS4 version to the PS5 version when they are not offering that. And uh, the uh, lawyer that was doing the videos uh, said it's the most egregious uh, case of uh, false advertising and easiest one to prove that he's ever seen. Which I agree. You, know, you have a sticker there, right? Yeah. It was Hoglaw, uh, by the way. I was blanking on that for some reason. I mean, there, there's little... Other way than you can take it, they have a sticker talking about a feature that they're not uh, offering, right? Saying uh, get a free upgrade. Well, all right. Yep, get it while you can. And there, this would be believable because there are lots of PS4 games that had the little upgrade sticker. Um, not all of them did, but most games, most PS4 games that had releases on PS4 that were also available on PS5 had the little sticker. Mm-hmm. So it's believable that the game could have that little sticker. Yeah, but... Alright. I haven't actually seen if there's another update. Uh, because, yeah. Alright. Yeah. Uh, basically, talking about might fat only actually be launching. <laughs> uh, that's the big thing on all the news lately. Well, oh. good, good for them, I guess. Uh, is there is there any chance that this game's actually going to be good? Probably not. It just seems like it's been a development hell. I'm at a plate where at point where I've played so much of the tabletop that the video game is not doesn't do it for me. I like the well, vampire masquerade world that I've made, not the one that you guys have made. <laughs> I've got blackjack and hookers. L- literally. <laughs> Well, if you want to talk about some other hot things, we could jump over to the other topic. Yes, I don't really have a lot to say on this one outside of the entire thing has been a clusterfuck. So, so having uh, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song uh, box upgrade uh, listing being a mistake, why the fuck not, right? And I know uh, uh, Vampire the Masquerade 2 is different from Swan Song, but honestly, uh, 
care very little about it either way. It's the fact that there's just been so much fuckery around Vampire the Masquerade. Even the original had some real issues on development. So Yeah. But maybe the entire IP is just cursed. It might be. Anything maybe that they, isn't the actual books. Uh, maybe they should have just re-rolled and uh, went with a different class uh, that has fewer curses. Yeah. They, they should have chosen different stats. They should have gotten some boons. They should have, uh, you know, put some more of their points into the uh, the technology skill or their intelligence skill. That way this game wouldn't be in development hell. All of these games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. speaking of uh, uh, hell, how about some flaming uh, video cards? Yeah. More users encounter melting issue with NVIDIA's RTX 4090. 12VH power cable. Oh boy, right? Yeah, so the RTX 4090 needs a 12-pin adapter, right? As opposed to the standard 6 or 8 for most GPUs. Mm -hmm. Which is leading to dongles to uh, convert uh, what's available, because usually you don't have 12-pin connectors directly from the power, uh, power source. Yeah, not usually. So they'll be converting, you know, like uh, two six pins or eight and a six or whatever uh, to get the 12 pin. And uh, some of them are just bursting into flames. And uh, I haven't seen any definitive reason on why yet. So Gamers Nexus did a quite extensive teardown that I watched last week while, uh, you know, uh, shit was going down over there before I knew you know, we weren't recording that week. Yeah. So, essentially, it looks like the video cards are sh- are shipping with two different dongles. Or two, uh, you know, manufacturers are shipping one of two different uh, types of dongles. And one of them might be more suspect than the other. Because Gamers Nexus did a teardown of the ones that they got out of uh, their cards because, you know, they're Gamers Nexus and they're kind of crazy about that, right? Yeah. They're very thorough. And they also uh, did a comparison to another YouTube channel that had actual cables that had melted and found that one one of the uh, power cord or one of the power cables that make up the dongle is of a different spec, which leads them to believe that possibly they have uh, two different sources for these dongles, and that different manufacturers may be sourcing them from different places. Uh, And also, the solder pattern inside the actual cable connector is different on the one that uh, Igor's lab, the one that they were kind of going off of, that had done a expose before them, uh, had a different solder pattern that had more but weaker solder joints compared to what they had, which was fewer but stronger solder joints, which leads them to believe that possibly there might be a connection issue inside the uh, connector. And because this fucking video card is the size of a refrigerator, uh, they might have a problem where there's just not enough clearance from the side of the card down. So... Uh, the torquing of the uh, cable on that connector might be causing arcing inside it. And it's always this one particular pin or these two particular pins 
that is causing this issue. And they're talking about how, yeah, you have to start the bend of uh, your cable at least 35 millimeters away from the connector, which, good luck having that much clearance, right? Yeah, 35 millimeters doesn't sound like a lot, but in a lot of cases, I mean, 35 millimeters is uh, about an inch and a half, something like that. In tight quarters, you might not have an inch and a half. Yeah, especially whenever uh, the card's dimension is 304 millimeters by 137 millimeters by 61. So It's big. These, these cards are huge. So just under a foot by uh, just over five inches and two and a half inches thick. I mean, it's a beast of a card. Literally yeah. and physically, right? Yeah. I mean, I want one. I'm not going to buy one anytime soon. I don't need one. Well, maybe you get one. one in a fire sale. Right. Nice. I see what you did there. Uh, I mean, this is kind of the danger whenever you're on the cutting edge of technology is that these cards are drawing so much power now uh, that, well, one, they're having to use specialized dongles just to power the damn things, right? As a matter of fact, uh, AMD kind of took a shot at uh, NVIDIA saying that their uh, new top-of-the-line card, they don't need a dongle. They just use the six pin, <laughs> right? Nice. The fact that, yeah, you know, that's a thing, right? Uh, and I just did a quick Google search. According to this, 450 watts uh, on the video card. I mean, that a lot, right? Yeah, that is a lot. And if you have a damaged dongle, oh, that's going to cause problems. Uh, that power game, through. Yeah, yeah. Gamers Nexus was not able to replicate this issue. Uh, they do have a thing where they're looking uh, for uh, cards and uh, particularly cables that uh, have had the melting issue and are actually trying to bow uh, people. I'm not sure if they're still doing that. It's been a couple weeks, like I said. But yeah, it's just it, it's getting crazy, huh? Yeah, Shit, I think my first computer that I built had an entire power budget under 450 watts. Thinking about it, my current PC's power budget is about 550 watts. I think, uh, well, I have more hard drives uh, in the actual case, so I might be a little bit higher than that. But it's not much more. Yeah, this is one where. Yo, you're starting to play a game and all the lights in the house dim. Yeah. What's going on? Don't worry about it. Don't question it. I'm playing Crisis. <laughs> I want to play a Crisis with Doom inside of Crisis and Doom inside of Doom inside of Crisis. Crisis is a game we should look at for Game Club at some point. Yeah, but can it run Crisis? Who knows? I guess we'll find out. I think I have Crisis. Uh... I have Crisis 2. I don't have the original. Set to Steam. Where are you at? Steam tab. Library. I have Crisis 1 and 2. See, I don't have the original, so... Hmm. That's alright. Looks like they're releasing a Crisis 2 remastered in a day. Didn't even know that was a thing. Neither did I. I would imagine Crisis doesn't hold up as well as, as people would like it to. Mm-hmm. I mean... It definitely shows its age on these screenshots. Yeah. But, yeah, it's also... Yeah. 
Oh damn! <laughs> I just, I just uh, looked at the uh, the date. It's like, oh damn! <laughs> right? Yeah. So, ooh, looks like uh, this version on Steam you do not want to get. Uh, you only get the 32-bit version on Steam, which is an issue. Uh, and if you want to run the 64-bit version, you have to deal with uh, EA. Actually, do I have it on EA? That, that's Are a good you? question. Because I think they may have given it out at one point. Well, we're very off the rails, by the way, but oh well, right? What else is new? <laughs> That's what we do. We go off the rails. Uh, we learn from the best. Wherever right. uh, wherever Biff is uh, cryogenically frozen, waiting on Carbol- uh, uh, uh Space Program 2, right? Yeah. Uh, he- he's hanging out with Walt Disney. God Jimmy rest Hoffa. his crotchety soul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw about Taylor Swift having was it all of the top, uh, Billboard top ten, and I just imagined how much of it he would be bitching about that. I realized Taylor Swift had had that many. Uh, she had, had a, uh, she had a recent album that just randomly uh, released, so and people yeah. went fucking crazy about it because right, yeah, it's Taylor Swift. That's that's what they do. You know what? Good for you, Taylor. Good job, sweetie. You're doing it. You're doing the thing. Yeah, it's one to send me a confirmation code because I haven't logged into EA's shit in a while. Because, right? Yeah, I haven't logged into EA stuff in forever either. But anyway, uh, continuing on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have too much else to say about this. I mean, it sucks. Sometimes shit like this happens. Um, you know, but it, it does suck. I'm jealous of anybody, though. I'm jelly of anybody who bought one of these. I uh, just hope that they uh, you know, got fire uh, insurance. Right. Kind of like the Samsung battery explosion a few years ago. Mm. Speaking of which, I still need to replace that battery on that uh, other phone. Just kind of, yeah, randomly thought of that one. Right. You're welcome. Um, well, I've, well, I've been busy. Had the D-Server. Made some bread. Well, yeah. That, uh, that's... Uh, was sick. Was sick, yeah. That's it for our topics tonight, my friend. Woo! Um, where can, once again, where can they come join us if they want to send things or, or talk to us? Air quotes, uh, live, do... live-ish. <laughs> well, as alive as we could be, at least. Uh, VGLpodcast at gmail.com. You could, uh, tweet it to us, VGLpodcast, as long as, you know, uh, the God King hasn't burned it down yet. Or you could drop by the Discord, which can find a link to that and everything else over at vglpodcast.podbean.com. Indeed. So it is midnight. I uh, am about to turn into a pumpkin. So why don't like, you... I already have, because right. I'm fat. Right, me too. Uh, so why don't you hit him with them socials, Rage? Well, I've been Caffeine Rage. Uh, assuming things haven't been burnt down, you can find me occasionally tweeting over at uh, gaming with CR, or you can be my friend at Caffeine Rage on Steam. And you've been? I've been Jared. You can find me also, considering it hasn't burned down, over on Twitter, uh, shitposting at JMA4707. I've also been sitting back with my lawn chair and popcorn watching this whole thing implode. Uh, you can also see me sometimes appearing over on uh, twitch.tv slash runic arts. Um, we play tabletop games, and some of them get streamed there sometimes. I know that's a little vague, 
the Vampire the Masquerade stream is on Wednesdays when it does run. Everyone has busy lives and stuff going on, so we don't always get to play. But that's the one you're most likely to see, because it's the one we're all the most invested in. Uh, You also can, of course, come join our Discord and talk to me on there, or be my friend on Steam and talk to me there. But, uh, yeah, that's my stuff. Woo! Woo! I had to log into EA anyway, because, you know, game club stuff, right? Right. I had to eventually do it. Uh, so, once again, uh, if you wish to contact us, vjobpodcast at gbl.com, vjobpodcast.pombead.com, which has a link to the Discord. Or, well, you could contact us directly through Steam or wherever the hell ever, right? Uh, Assuming that hasn't burned down either, because, boy, things uh, seem really kind of shitty these days, doesn't it? Yeah, there's always a chance it could all burn down. It's definitely a non-zero chance, uh, especially after, yeah, Russia starts poking Poland. Uh, because, right. yeah, invading Poland, the national pastime of Europe. Getting a little I'm dark. Make, I'm making a face, like, and just nodding. I know you can't, can't see, see me. see you. Nah, it's okay. And, and, and never mind the fact that I'm often very glad I can't see you. <laughs> I am wearing pants tonight. Well, first time for everything. I mean, they're pajama pants, but that still counts, I think. Woo. Woo. So, go all the way back up. Uh, did the contact stuff. Uh, patrons. Uh, Simon, that hasn't burnt down. Uh, Patreon.com slash Podcast for more info on that one. Uh, all our stuff is over, once again, at vglpodcast.podbean.com. If you wish to spread love, you can find us on your podcatcher of choice. Our intro down to music is on the ground by Kim McCloyd. You can find his stuff over at Incomputech.com. Assuming that isn't on fire as well, because why the fuck not at this point? And? As always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice as it burns down. Bye bye now. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs>